Okay, maybe we shouldn't do the sentence exercise. That's fine. How about we move on to something a little bit easier, some word association. I'm going to say something and you tell me what comes to your mind when you hear that. Is that okay? Okay. All right. So when I say the cinema podcast that answers the one question that applies to every film, is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? What does that make you think of? No highway option. That's correct, because that's what this is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No Highway Option. I'm one of your hosts, Connor. And uh, if I had to hide drugs in a soda bottle, I'd choose Moxie, which is a soda that is like available only in Maine. And I like it a lot, but a lot of people hate it. So no Tastes one like would feet. touch it. What? It's like feet. No, it's just like bitter. Yeah. It's like Dr. Pepper with licorice. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm your other host, Luke. If I had drugs in a soda bottle, uh, all right, we're going, we're going off brand a little. I'll say, I'll say a Duff. That's a beer. I'm yeah, sure. but they made it into an energy drink. Yeah, they did for the Seven uh. Eleven promotion. You're right. And we have a special guest with us today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Matt. Uh, I don't know what other information I should give you. If I had to hide drugs. In a soda bottle, I would go with Dr. Pepper, because it's the only soda to drink. Nice. And <laughs> in case you couldn't tell by that little intro, the movie we're covering this week, given to us by Corey from the Big Dumb Movie Podcast, as a bit of a change of pace, is Good Time from 2017. Over on our Instagram coming attractions game, nobody got it this week. A lot of interesting guesses. We got uh, guesses about the Eric Andre show, uh, one of the Tinkerbell spinoffs, because, like, Sprite, which I thought was good. Um, that LeBron James movie that's based off the Sprite commercial. I don't know. Is that supposed to be Uncle Drew? I thought Uncle Drew was a Pepsi commercial. Anyway, um, yeah, nobody got it on our Instagram, but you have chances to guess for May's coming attractions game coming up this sunday may 2nd i think it's the second i don't have a calendar near me i believe it is may the second over on our instagram at no highway pod we'll post some picture clues of all of the movies that we're going to be covering this month and if you guess them right you get a shout out on the show just like this and if you guess them wrong then oh well you had fun you can guess as many times as you want apparently all right, now it's time to get back to good time. Do does anybody have a history with this movie? I do not. This was a first. Yeah, <laughs> it was certainly a good time. Uh, <laughs> if you're a special kind of person, I think. I guess. Yeah. I I have watched it before, even though it's very much not my type of movie. Uh, but when it was first coming out, it was the summer after I graduated college. I think I had just gotten into the Disney college program, so I was, like, just waiting for that to start and doing small murder mystery jobs. So I was just watching a bunch of movies, and I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, I heard some controversy about this, so I'm interested. And, um, boy, it's a thing. <laughs> boy, is it. Uh, really, you know, it's really quite the rabbit hole, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I, at times, like towards the end, I really just found myself laughing because, like, oh, of course, 
this this is this is what's gonna happen next. So and then what? <laughs> oh, and then he's gonna fucking fall. Of course, he's gonna fall. Fucking Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, but damn, <laughs> I have no words. Yeah, even... that's <laughs> yeah. That sums it up. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Luke wrote a little synopsis of Act One, oh. and I'm gonna read it because this is our new thing we're trying out. Already, there's a factual error. (laughs) Are you ready for two hours without breathing? The movie's an hour and 41 minutes, because that's what this film has to deliver. More on that in the discussion, I'm sure. At Film Open, we meet Nick, a troubled, mentally handicapped man. He's in a therapy session with Ollivander from Harry Potter. It seems as though a breakthrough is coming, but before it can, this appointment is broken up by Nick's square-jawed brother, Robert Pattinson. His name is Connie, a male name I've totally heard before. My godfather is named Connie, thank you very much. The no two way! Leave the appointment, yes. <laughs> what are the, the odds? leave the appointment and immediately <laughs> rob a bank. They do it using pens. And stationery! Anyway, in the getaway car, Nick opens the money backpack and there were dye packs. Now they're covered in paint and on foot. While running from the cops, Nick falls through a glass door and is taken to prison. Connie takes the bag of money to a bail bondsman with a giant yarmulke. Since a bunch of the money is covered in paintball jizz, he will not accept it. Rabo needs ten grand more. He tries to get help from his girlfriend? She has a stolen credit card from her mom, but unfortunately her mom is hip to these types of shenanigans and has cut the account. Lots of yelling in an office takes place. In the commotion, we learn Nick has been taken to the hospital. This is because he got in a fight over the TV and was curb-stomped. Without the money, Connie is forced to bust his brother out by himself. R. Pat- R. Pattersnort tricks the guard in front of the room he believes to be Nick's by sharing orange juice with an elderly woman. In the commotion, he slips into the room and breaks the side of the hospital bed to free the cuffs and takes his brother in a wheelchair for a ride in a small handicapped bus. With some light bamboozling of the driver, they arrive at the house of someone else on the bus. This other old lady agrees to... Let the pair wait at her house until morning for their mom, a lie, obviously, and Robert dyes his hair with dye he steals from the bathroom. Anyway, she has a 16-year-old daughter, granddaughter, who is hip to vampires and watches cops with water for Robert. When the channel changes and Connie sees a news report about himself, he starts some smoochin' as a distraction, and that's the haft. Confused? Anxious? Good. Yeah, so... The big thing with this movie and everything that the Safdie brothers, the directors, have done so far, their whole thing is just like, what if we made you feel like shit? <laughs> it's it's different. I like I I'm into it. It's just a it's just, lot. It's just dark. Yeah. 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 Like, it's one of those you're watching and you're like, this is a good movie that I am not enjoying because I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't empathize. With mm. the decision. Well, I mean, like, it's like, damn, like, he feels like he's in a box and he's constantly making, like, terrible decisions one after another. Yeah, but, like every every life he touches turns to shit. Yeah, it's he's just like the opposite of King Midas. It's yeah. just like realizing towards the end of the movie, it's like, as soon as we don't see see a character again, they're never coming back. We get no more screen time for that character whatsoever. It's just like, all right, this is just the tale of, like, him wrecking everybody's lives in one night. It's just like... <laughs> How could you do it? And you're like almost pulling for him. You're like, how? <laughs> at the beginning, you like kind of get the sense that like 
sure he's a scumbag but maybe he's a scumbag yeah, with a heart of gold like the right like reasons yeah. yeah he's doing this for his brother and, and then more and more he just does something and you're like oh <laughs> oh no oh come on yeah yeah it's it's just it gets so irredeemable so fast and you're like is he doing it for the right reasons though but how far would you go for the the right reasons quote unquote yeah. you know right i also I mean, think I it's wild question. that they got those quality of masks that, like, <laughs> oh yeah the masks they use that was to... shocking yeah i didn't realize Rob what was happening for like the five bank seconds are of two black men's faces and they're very realistic they're very good like full full head latex masks and like you can pull that out but you don't know in your little st- your speech that you're giving them that like don't put any dye packs in here yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah i remember uh I think I mentioned when I first heard about this movie was through some of the controversies. And that was like a brief one on Twitter where they were like, ah, oh, we released the first photos from this movie. Here's Robert Pattinson. And it was a scene of him in the mask. And everyone was like, oh, why is he doing blackface? And then but like, people were like, that's no, not look. what happened. Though. Well, no. And then people were like, look closer. That's a mask. Like, here's oh. <laughs> the trailer. It's not real. But like for a second, that's how it came upon my radar where I was like, oh, what? Uh? <laughs> there was also a little bit of controversy over the casting of Nick. Because he's played by one of the brothers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the directors, Benny Safdie. And yeah, he's not a developmentally disabled man but i I thought he was very good yeah he was good i believe they did mention something when there was i can't find it anywhere right now but i believe they mentioned something about like they very much like looked at it but they didn't think it would be safe to cast like they didn't know they couldn't think of a way to like do all these intense scenes and have the an actor with either on the autism spectrum or with a developmental disability remain comfortable and like, you know, have it work for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they don't ever say anything specific, which I think mm-hmm. is probably a good choice. Yeah. Keeping it vague was yeah. a good choice. As soon as you and, pinpoint something, then and it's, it's not really not a caricature. That. Yeah. Like it does seem to be played with respect. That's just, like, the two big things I remember hearing before it came out. The bank robbery's good and it's tense. A lot of the good tension in this, I really like this score. Yeah. I was Wait. thinking it was, like, a mix between, like, Stranger Things and, like, Geometry Wars or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's what it felt like to me, man. Yeah. It was cool. Like, a lot of it was, like, pressing the lowest note on the keyboard and then hitting the arpeggio button yeah, and hitting, yeah. like, four <laughs> random high notes. No nuts. But it worked for the tension, for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Up until the very last song choice, I was all in. With the, the, the guitar? The, the singer guy? Is that what you're yeah. Iggy Pop? Is where they're just is? like, hey, Iggy Pop wanted to write a song about the the proud and the damned or whatever. The heroes and the damned. I forget what it is, but I remember uh, just being really like, something. Huh. Yeah, I think it was trying to get at like the the point of it. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. he did it with the, he had a good heart though. <laughs> well, like, did but he did he do the right thing at the end, did I guess. 
Kind of, maybe. Oh, he got caught. That was the right thing. You're like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I think we should have just had a slowed down version of Owl City and Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> a really we sad, don't even have to try. It's always ballad. a good time. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. You know, what I thought was um really excellent was when they were in the uh, what's that? The money laundering scene with like the phone calls. And then there was like going back and forth between all the people in the scene and everybody had a phone up to their ear. And then it went to like the the money laundering guy and then he had two phones. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, they're, they're just like playing the bit up right here. But like, look at everybody. Everybody's it's... got a phone to talk about college. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so fast paced. It's insane. Was... Back and forth. Neon screaming. Oh, God, I was crying laughing. It was so funny <laughs> when he had two, when he had two phones. <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if you like that scene, the major that scene is basically all of Uncut Gems, from what I remember. Oh, no kidding! I haven't seen that. It's very good, but again, it's the same guys. So like, that, uh, yeah, that prepared me for this. I feel like, like I mm. knew signing up what kind of movie I was getting. I just didn't know the plot. Also, weird thing with the movie in general. The opening credits don't start until 18 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, they have the prologue and then the title, and you're like, okay, and fine, I guess they're having long end credits. But then it just, when Nick goes to jail, it's like Robert Pattinson. And I was very much like, that's okay. It, briefly there, it felt like it was going to be a completely different kind of movie. When that yeah. uh, when that title popped up, gave me a vibe of um, what was that show that came out a couple years ago on Netflix? It was a short run. It had Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Oh, uh, duh, duh, Maniac. Yeah, and it was like all something that was going on in their head. They mm-hmm. were in like a trial. I think I watched um, one episode of that and wanted to do more, but then just forgot. It was it was enjoyable. I dug it. Um, this was not that. Not at all. This was (laughs) fairly realistic, I would say. The least realistic thing is how they get masks that good. Yeah. They must have gotten them from the laundering guy. That's the only thing that I could think of, is that he was, like, helping them pull the heist, maybe, somehow. I guess. But they just don't even talk about it. It's just like, oh, they're great. And then they, you know what I thought would be incriminating, right? Is they leave all the stuff from the the robbery, just like in a milk crate, in an alley, right? Under, like, a box. And I was yeah, like, oh, somebody's definitely going to find that. And then, it's under the box, though. Why move the box? And then there was no payoff for that. I was like, really? That's just going to... We're not... Okay, fine. Let's, we'll they had going. like three or four layers. They were yeah. just ready to like yeah, have that, another costume change. I, I, that was the best part, right? Was that <laughs> throughout the whole movie, you realize that he's been wearing like 17 layers of clothes. And he can just keep on taking clothes off. And he's got more clothes on. It's ridiculous. Connie's incredibly smart and quick on his feet in this. Sometimes. Which, yes, yeah, sometimes. For the most a... part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, like, can, he delivers. He's good at improvising just nonsense that sounds nice, you know? Yeah. When you put like, the uh the security jacket on, that was that was a that was a smart move. I was like, oh, I was not expecting that one. That was a mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright. And then and then like <laughs> playing the role against the girl and being like, nah, I have no idea who she is. I was like, alright, yeah, get her out of here, please. Thank you <laughs> very much. I would like to be done with that. 
Thank you. It really was, like you said. It was just someone would get introduced and then they'd be gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just Robert Pattinson's tool. great, though. He's very good. Like in this he's movie. a fantastic actor. This is apparently the role that Matt Reeves saw and went, "Cool, I want him to be Batman." See, I saw this and I thought he's too good to be a good Batman. Um, is what I was thinking throughout this movie. If he plays it like this, like just a wired weirdo, I'm I don't very know that... interested. Yeah. I'll be interested to see it. I don't know if that's Batman then, though. I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't. Good movie is good movie. And something different from what we've been getting would be, uh, would be nice. Yeah. I know how you were mentioning earlier, like, you thought this was going to be one movie and then it became another. Did the opening of this make anyone think, oh, this is gonna, this is just of mice and men in modern yeah. times? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. They rode that all the way to the end. Yeah, that's what it felt like at the yeah. end, too. That, yeah. I think, is kind of... That's a little bit of a cliche. That was... The, like, it, it was I like, have a mentally handicapped brother that I've told we're going to live on a farm. Yeah, mm. and it's in the song, too. It's like the yeah. last word of the song. But it's like they changed... What did they change the animal to? They changed the animal like from rabbits to... Yeah, alligator. <laughs> Some yeah. weird animal. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, was like, I was go- yeah he's on the phone screaming like, I was going to pet the alligators. And you know, in animals. 2017, yeah. and now <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, and he was going to uh, eat, live off the fat of the land with the alfalfa? <laughs> like, yeah. I know how this is going to end. And I'm glad it didn't do like a beat for beat thing. Yeah. I can kind tell of. you that I knew for certain that that credit card payment wasn't going to go through. Well, of course it was. I did not expect her to have so many credit cards, though. That was ridiculous. I was like, wow, is really? Jennifer, Jason, Lee, and her tons of mom's credit cards. She looked like uh, a weathered Elizabeth shoe. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) I, uh, when Corey was giving this to us last week, he did mention that Jennifer, Jason, Lee was in this. And I get her confused with Evan Rachel Wood every time. And I think just I think it's just the three names and one of them is a traditionally male name. Have I seen her in something else? Let's look at her Wikipedia. <laughs> My favorite part of this show where we're just <laughs> listing stuff. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sister, sister. Oh, not not sister, 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 sister. A nineteen eighty seven Southern Gothic thriller. The directorial uh, debut of Bill Condon. What? Uh, of course, all of these things I know them. Bill Condon relates to Robert Pattinson because he directed him in Twilight. Uh, uh, single white female. She was the voice of Bridget in Hey Arnold the movie. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably just, that. Just the movie, though. Was that the spy lady? <laughs> I don't know. I think she... Remember where there was a spy plot in that for no reason? Uh, yeah, a little. Aside from spy stuff being in at that point? Yes, Agent Bridget. Okay. Agent Bridget. The machinist? <laughs> the one uh, where Christian Bale became, like, very skinny? Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, real good. Did I'm not just, ever catch it. Uh, uh, Synecdoche, New York. The Spectacular Now. Anomalisa. Holy shit, she was nominated for something. Oh, she was in The Hateful Eight. 
So what we're learning is uh, I've not seen her in anything. Uh, you haven't seen The Hateful Eight? That's a good one. I still haven't, no. It's a, it's a long movie, though. I was not prepared for that when I watched it, let me tell you. I put it I on and it was like, yeah, I, you know, I got some free time. It was like five hours or something. Not that much free time. <laughs> I fell asleep during it and like just never went back. I was like, oh, well, I fell asleep. The end. There's like an extended cut, too. And I was like, of course, there <sighs> is. <laughs> there's a what? Hey, man. The hateful yeah. eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the 16. How many? Oh, God. I'm sorry. My favorite eight is Ocean's eight. Uh, I've seen that one either. Okay. It's okay. It was solid. Yeah. I liked it. But anyway, back to this. Uh, back to the yeah. good time. Back to to the good, good time. time, which is apparently a reference to uh, is supposed to be a reference to Connie's former time in prison. Mm. Uh, good time is like prison slang for uh, like getting a out for time. good bit. No, <laughs> it's like for getting out on good behavior and just how you spend like the time between when you were supposed to be released and when you got out that's like your good time i guess ah i loved when they said that in the movie um <laughs> that's my that's, favorite part of everything i think that's just the thing you're supposed to get or you're supposed, supposed to be to... the homework you did before <laughs> yeah exactly you just looked on imdb trivia or you just went ah oh, this is called good time and everyone's having a bad time but like that's what i figured at least one of the guys is looking for a good time. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes much more sense now that I uh, understand that <laughs> that, word, that phrase. I thought a hospital bed was stronger. I had no preconceived I... notions about the strength of a hospital bed, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I... I've never been like standing in a hospital room and thought, like, I could probably rip that off of there. I thought that that was such a good twist when it wasn't his brother, because I really yeah. wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. But I mean, then they yeah. got home and I was like, oh, <laughs> as soon as the glass broke, he's like yelling. I'm like, how do you he's like wrestling with them? How do you not? Uh, how do you not know that that's not your brother? Really? Come on. He's saying uh, he's saying, bro, he's <laughs> not, he doesn't talk anything like him. He's a completely different person. Ah, whatever. That guy was hysterical. When you say, I don't know, we do, we take a turn at a left field, and apparently our Pat was just like meditating the whole time or something for that whole acid trip story, which I was like, whoa, wh where did this come from? Hello? <laughs> who, who ordered this shit? Uh, do we want to read the act, or yeah, do we want to read the act two thing now that we've mentioned Ray? I can do that. I can pull up and act then we two. Can do our full in, our full chat about it. You bet. In order to distract Crystal from the news report, oh, she had a name. Um, Connor decides to make out. Connor. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Connie, yeah. who is not Connor, decides to make out with the sixteen-year-old. Ew. Yeah. Thankfully, Nick has perfect wake-up timing to stop it before he goes further. But wait, that's not Nick. Turns out, Connie broke some dude named Ray a recently released convict and attic. Uh, Ray tells Connie about a bottle of Sprite filled with thousands of dollars worth of acid. A good coming attractions game hint. Uh, that's right, that wasn't there. And um, it was a very good hint. Yeah. 
that I don't think anyone got. I no, I did not know anything about this movie uh, up until this point. Uh, I would get it now. Uh, hidden at Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart's alma mater, the unlikeliest of trios, meaning Connie, Ray, and Crystal, drive to Adventureland to find the acid with Ray and Connie breaking in while Crystal stays in the car. They find the acidic soda, but the security guard spots them and captures Ray. Connie, continuing to not think about the long term, knocks out the security guard and douses him with the acid, rendering him incomprehensible as Connie steals his uniform, which is perhaps the scariest situation I've seen in a movie for this podcast. After Connie sets Ray free, the cops arrest Crystal for no actual reason, as the troublesome two head to the guard's apartment. While there, Ray says his friend Caliph can pay them for the acid, they just have to wait. So Ray decides to get blasted, and Connie calls him out for being a leech on society. Oh, did I mention the dog? There's a very good blind dog that ends up attacking Ray when the sale with Caliph goes wrong, because Connie demands 15000 Connie runs out of the building and loses the acid in the middle of a parking lot, which can only mean doom for some poor, thirsty stranger in the future. <laughs> He's arrested while Ray tries to escape out the window and falls to his death. Splat. Meanwhile, Nick has been with his grandmother all along and starts a new class with other developmentally disabled adults. An Iggy Pop song kicks in, the credits roll, and I feel so terrible that I ended up having to watch that Eric Andre hidden camera prank movie as a palate cleanser. Which is a solid 3 out of 5 comedy. <laughs> Bad trip, more like pretty solid trip. You watched but, good, good time, time more bad like trip. bad time. Yeah, bad right. Time, good time. Yeah, I was. Opposites. I was very uh, considering following up bad trip with beginning a binge of Ugly Betty. So today could have been the good, the bad, and the ugly. But instead, I did How I Met Your Mother again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so the whole thing with Ray is it's a very interesting little twist. Yeah, one I did not see coming. I one I forgot about. I like was genuinely shocked and was like, "Okay, I I'm interested to see where this goes." Yeah, they had really fully gotten my attention away from anything else that had happened in the movie with that freaking <laughs> with that right. move. I was like, "Come on, man!" And <laughs> Jesus, the, mo- the movie kind of like makes you forget about other stuff that was happening it's like this is all ray stuff now yeah it just like fills the scene just fills right up with with situational content so fast it's like all this is and it's happening now oh my god and then there's this and this and this and as soon as one thing goes and another thing gets, gets replaced oh it's like the truest fucking stream of consciousness thing I've seen. not true i guess but like true to that form yeah and it's such a it's logical just... progression of <laughs> it is a shit. little realistic of like if you fuck one thing up and this you broke out the wrong man and he's trying to do this like crime with you you're gonna forget about other things that are happening and this is gonna be your focus yeah like as much as i found myself going what about nick a few times I am kind of glad we didn't cut back to him until Connie's story was done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was good. Um, Because then it's not about 
him ruining his life because Connie's done and we're done. Yeah. And we can yeah. say, okay, now we know that he's going to have a much better life, supposedly. He's probably better Maybe. for uh, having yeah, stayed in definitely. the hospital. Uh, also, yeah. does Ray sound like a Nick Kroll character to anyone else? Uh, I'm going to say no. The way he talked, he said bro a lot in a very <laughs> Nick Kroll character way for me. <laughs> Maybe just the one, the delivery of bro, I don't know that I could see it any other way. I, I was just in my head and I was like, I would, I would see that if he was playing him. I don't know that I've ever seen Nick Kroll in like a serious role though. I feel like he's done them or like people have said he would be good in them, but I don't think I, I don't think I have either. I mean, usually somebody that is that talented of a comedic actor and writer for their own content is able to flip that switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in something called Operation Finale. The Nazi one. Yeah, you got Ben Kingsley, Oscar Isaac, and Nick Kroll. Yeah, that's and... the, the, the Nazis in Argentina after the war. Isn't that that movie? I think so, yeah. Apparently he's real good. I believe it. Also, I'm a fan. A lot of this movie was shot on location in New York, and you can very you can see that. But like, it did not, look like Queens. It did, but <laughs> not on like lockdown sets. Like they just went. Uh, I think the Safties said their motto for shooting anything. We're like, yeah, uh, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Like, we're just going to go. We're going to see what happens. We have a permit for one block. We're going to do five and see if they yell at us. Which I think is interesting. I think it it gave this a very... Chaotic. Rough, rough and chaotic feel. Which, like, is, you know, is this whole goddamn movie. Yeah. I think this is the one movie with the lengthiest IMDb trivia page we've ever done because it's a lot of just long paragraphs about like this is how they prepared to be brothers for the movie. Pattinson and Benny Safdie wrote emails with each other. The police officers were real police officers that were hired to act in the movie. Uh, A lot of the reactions on the street are actual people being like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, those don't shock me that much. Uh, yeah and i think it's i think it's interesting that this movie about this terrible like connie's not a good person uh i think we can all agree on that (laughs) i think so i don't know (laughs) uh let's watch it again but i oh god no (laughs) um i feel like this movie is very much a lot of the supporting characters are talking about like the goodness of people and how much a person will want to help out, but it's all framed through the lens of this piece of shit. Yeah. This guy who's making horrible decisions. Cause like, cause you got, I think her name was Alice, the old woman on the bus. Like she right. lets Which... the two of them stay in her house. Yeah. She was great As... by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she was a first-time actor as well, but yeah, she was fantastic. And that was, was nuts. 
Yeah, I was. They just showed up on our doorstep. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, you got you want to use my phone? Yeah, you want to take you want the you want to stay in the room? You got yeah, Here's the TV. Here's the remote. I usually watch this channel. Uh, I'm like, what? What's going on? He's making chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's Annie, not Alice. And yeah, Gladys Mathon. This is her only film credit. She's very good. Yeah. A lot, very, a lot of a lot of people who aren't Robert Pattinson, or Benny Safdie, or Jennifer Jason Lee. It's a lot of first time or like not very well known actors, which I think is very cool. Well, that was some of their other movie too. Uncut Gems. Um, the female lead was like she had done, I think, some modeling, but she had not had a break yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're. They've that got... same year, she had like, she. I read an interview with her where she said she was like selling her used underwear to someone in Times Square to make mm-hmm. a buck, and then she booked this huge fucking movie alongside Adam Sandler. <laughs> and yeah. speaking of actors, did you recognize who played the security guard? Yes, the that guy was the guy from, from Captain uh, Phillips. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Barkad Abdi. And he got the crap beat out of him and acided. He did. I was oh, like, man. yo, I, that's brutal, dude. I hate the acid thing where oh, they're dragging yeah. him away and he just can't speak English. He I looks, was, he looks was, like so serious, horrifying. though. Oh, God, so scary. Like, that is the scariest thing we've had to deal with in this entire show. Dude, I that, think oh. even worse than him, like, looking in before he's awake and you can see that it's taken effect just the act of that guy going like no you're not gonna fucking remember anything i was like ah was like, no <laughs> yeah. that's no. not good it just, oh. Oh. i'm very worried that i'm gonna go down the imdb DB trivia page and be like yeah they prepared him for that by dousing him with real acid <laughs> he does acid all the time They're like oh okay yeah <laughs> he's used to it they, it's not even like they just like poured it on him, where he might have had a chance to not soak that all in. They poured no, it down his fucking gullet. Yeah, it was gnarly. His throat. Apparently, speaking of like wanting realism, at least for that little thing, they robbed uh, a real Radio Shack. <laughs> all the no, robberies were real. You're <laughs> close with the robbery. Apparently, uh, they looked at the movie money and went, "This isn't legit." Hey props, do you want to start running a counterfeiting ring basically? Like they they were like we want this money to look like Good. the most realistic thing that has ever been seen on screen. And the props guy was like we Wonder can do why. it, but I feel incredibly we, uncomfortable. <laughs> we never looked that closely at the money that I feel like that was necessary. And that level I'm of detail it's it really look that good. There, there was are like some big yeah, close-ups. They were the... mostly red. Yeah, the wet yeah. money. Yeah, you call it. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess good for them, but yeah. this is the first time I've seen a bank robbery movie where there is a a die pack, and I you see it explode because so often you hear that as one of the things they say, like "Don't put any fucking packs in there." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was yeah. wild. That yeah. was uh, that was crazy. I- and I that third like guy I've who drove seen... the car, he disappeared. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a a robbery scene in a movie where the reaction of everybody else in the bank was just like, "Oh man, just like God, I wish this line would go faster." 
<laughs> yeah, there were so many people in the bank, and no Just one did nobody... anything. Was she the only teller? No, was there, there was like a lady like, like uh, texting, like, oh, I'm going to be late for the train. Oh, come on. I was like, <laughs> nobody, nobody cares that this. there's these very suspicious fellows. <laughs> Handing a backpack to the teller. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, and only they're mean? not speaking at all. They both have hoods, and they're writing. The one guy is writing notes. Ah, oh, whatever, man. I hope he gets his deposit. <laughs> oh, I have to cash it for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope it doesn't bounce. I guess, man. Like that's just. Uh, there's so much going on in that. <laughs> there's so much going on in this. Like just for. Not a super long movie for just being a hundred minutes. It is packed. It it really does flow, albeit logically, uh, from one thing to the next. Uh, that's just it's, but it's just a total shitstorm. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, just a tiny detail I noticed, and my eye caught it because my brain is broken. But when Robert Pattinson's going through the medicine cabinet in Annie's house, in the house with the old lady and the young girl, they have a bottle of stolen Disney Parks Hotel shampoo. Is it stolen or was it like a... You know when you go to a hotel and you're like, I'm going to take the tiny bottle of shampoo with me. Yeah, I don't is think that, that's stealing. That stealing. I think though? you paid for that hotel room. It's It's... It's this legal is, stealing. This, this is a moral discussion we're opening up. If you pay <laughs> for the hotel room, those are complimentary. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yes. I mean, they charge so I much, like for, especially it Disney. For the I most, like calling yeah. it stealing because <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel like more of a badass. Okay, <laughs> that is what I steal. <laughs> I don't know if I can give that to you. I don't know if I can let you walk away feeling like a badass for the shampoo. <laughs> Yeah, it's if it, you know, if they and gave half you the time, I don't because I've already <laughs> used it. I think I think you can only call it stealing if you immediately, when you come into the hotel room, you immediately go into the bathroom and you swipe everything off of the counter with your arm into your bag, and then you leave. That's the, <laughs> that's, but you still pay for the hotel room. <laughs> I will say that on the way out, I will do that. Um, I will. Yeah, especially if they're things. not used. Yeah, yeah. Hey. shampoo bottles. Uh, Give me the whole Am I going to make this hotel coffee? No, but I paid for this room, damn it. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> yes, I would like this uh, little laminated piece of paper telling me which channel is NBC. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's exactly. what I felt like when when we were at, when uh, our pat was at Annie's house, right? It was just like the hotel. Oh, yeah, I paid for this hair dye. This is mine. And I paid for these chicken nuggets. These are mine. And I'll just dye my hair and eat these nuggets, watch this TV. Forget about it. This is my phone now. Like, <laughs> How crazy! Also, that she walks out and she's like, "Are you just dyeing your hair with my grandmother's hair dye?" Yeah, and he's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I got Probably it. Probably the truest line in the movie. You got it, yeah. buddy. He's he's a strange man. But you know, I just I wanted to shout out the props department when I saw that, and I was like, "Hey, that was the one moment I felt joy in this." I was like, "That's funny." What was that fridge full of? Also. Just jars of dirt jars water? Jar. Wait, yeah, what was the explanation for that? Does anybody remember? She was some, some weird grandmother. All she said was, you're not going to a... find any food in there. <laughs> yeah. Which is not an explanation. Science experiments. It might just be like bad juice. Uh, you have any juice that looks like that? <laughs> That's why I said bad. 
Yeah, I was just keeping them in mason jars with like plastic over them. What's the what? It seems like science. I don't know. It looked like it it's only science that she's writing it down though. Yeah, she might. <laughs> She might be trying to glow, grow cilantro, maybe? It looked like if you ever see someone take pictures, they're doing, like, urban exploring in a closed, like, a, I don't know, not a theme park, but, like, something with animals. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you ever see the pictures from, what's that Disney park that was on the island? Uh, Discovery, Discovery Island something. Yeah. Park, but... And there's, like, jars of stuff that are still mm-hmm. over there. That's what it looked like in the fridge. Well, yeah, because <laughs> there's still a bunch of vultures in Discovery Island. In jars? They could be. I don't know what they get up to. <laughs> Florida's insane, man. Florida's nuts. Um, can't vouch. The TV, every time there was a TV on in a shot, it was like something that they were elbowing you with. Mm-hmm. Like they watched cops. A lot of cop stuff in this. The thing that he changed the TV from was just the law panel of Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, huh. I mean, <laughs> oh. it it's a thing that affects us every day, the law. Yeah. I mean, it was it was good. I just was like, I see what you're doing there. There <laughs> it is, Benny and <laughs> Josh. Those are Benny. There were a couple of times where the characters were like, I don't know what's going on. I thought that was kind of funny. I felt that. Yeah. Apparently, according to this... Not every actor was given a full script. Don't Apparently, that. certain <laughs> yeah, actors <me> <laughs> were just like told to improvise and were given the detailed backstory of their characters. But Robert Pattinson and Benny Safdie had the full scripts. Does that mean that they had they had lines for the people that didn't have lines? Like they would they have to the <laughs> the people they don't have scripts they have to make up the lines, but there are correct lines, and you have to get them. And cut, cut, come on. You gotta know the line. I think it might be a, like, move them towards this part of the story thing. Although, I would be a disaster at that. That would be funny. Uh, I would be interested to see a script. See where it went off. Like, just the shooting script for this? Yeah. Yeah, the table read. And then you make it up. (laughs) Yeah, the table... The table read is just at like a card table in a basement of the scene they're about to shoot, and they're like, "All right, uh, you ready for this?" They're like, "It's wh- what?" I and just then they go rob a bank. Cast. He's like, "All right, let's go." How about the plan to go to the security guard's house? I I didn't expect that. I was like, "Why is he taking the keys? What's going on here?" And then they they just showed up there. I was like, "Oh wow!" The first and he, key he put in the door worked. Listen. Um, Connor, I don't apartment. know. I don't know what your your work history is, but uh, Luke and I have both worked at a theme park before, and I, I would never be able to afford a penthouse with <laughs> like <laughs> that security there on a no, security I... job at a theme park. Trust, trust me, I am well aware. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, what? I share that sentiment when he was like. Uh, well, it's a nice place he's got here. I was like, yeah, you know what? It is a nice place. Whose house is this? Nice. I don't <laughs> yeah. trust it. Yeah, no, I worked for the most expensive, as aforementioned, theme parks. Uh, and I had to share a room with... I had to share a cardboard box with six other guys. Oh, five other guys. Classic. But, you know. And never mind, this is in Queens. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, this the is... most expensive place to rent an apartment in the world. I think it seems like they drive a far way. Did it did it seem to anyone else like they drove very far to get to the place? Cuz it seemed like a lot of time had passed or like I... maybe it was supposed to. I don't know. I think it went from night to day, but I couldn't tell distance half the time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Nothing is explained in the movie. <laughs> I was also surprised by how they could keep everything so stressful. You know, yeah. like, how are you panning away for like long shots of the car driving and I'm still stressed out? Yeah. Your therapy session at the end is like, how is that stressful? <laughs> He's like, safe what's, now. What's going to happen? What? What's going to yeah. happen? It's his face. He's going to fall through the ceiling. It's Jump scare. Him like focusing. Ugh. You know, it it's says, it said, uh, what did it say? Crime horror on Netflix. I was like, Horror? What's going to happen here? And you know what? The only time that I was a little bit scared, I was like in the when it was dark in the fun house or in the roller coaster ride. I was like, oh, maybe mm. something scary is going to happen here. And then it didn't. It was not scary at all. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I was okay. waiting. But the was mood was like right. A... I was like, oh, maybe. Something to and then there was a lot of like pornographic content on the walls. Yeah. I was like, what kind of an amusement park is this? <laughs> it was a weird like haunted fuck house. There was like bondage thing Egyptian going on. Detour. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> what was that? And no, nobody talked about it at all. Absolutely Nobody not. acknowledged The place it. was called like Adventureland or something. There was no yeah. acknowledgement. <laughs> I was, I was hoping <laughs> that the bag of money was going to pop up too. Oh. It was just going to be like on a robot going like, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> things going back and forth. Uh, that'd be good. That, I like, and this movie is not taking place in the past. No, it's this is 2017 in this movie. It's the yeah. now. Yeah. So how are you getting a backpack full of money robbing a radio shack? I mean, they still have money. Don't yeah, they? A lot uh, isn't that the whole thing? <laughs> Didn't they I mean, go under in like yeah. 2015? <laughs> but I think maybe a they, special Radio Shack. I think maybe they went with something that was well known, but also not a real, not like actually doing successful. So that way, if the company started doing worse, they couldn't be like this movie. All these people think that you robbed the Radio Shack and now our business is bad and now we're going to sue you. <laughs> That's probably why they were like, oh, we can go with, like, they probably could have picked, like, Blockbuster if it was, like, five years earlier, because Blockbuster was like, oh, you're kind of still relevant. Not, not anymore, baby. <laughs> Just the one, right? Uh, was that one, Alaska? <laughs> <Is there> one? <laughs> yeah. 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 Something like no, that. No, there's a whole Netflix documentary about it. Which is, uh, is that meta? I don't know. It's like uh, the yeah. evolutionary I know the joke meta. has been made, but that's hilarious, dude. Hilarious, but also kind of evil you yeah imagine it's... like running a it's like if like motorola made a documentary about like the decline of physical film you know which you kind of be like all right fuck you <laughs> yeah come on come on it's bad motorola it's i just picked a cell phone you could pick any <laughs> okay. grab bag it's like when they grabbed radio shack right out of the right out of yeah. the bag it was a common i robbed the radio shack yeah and they were hanging out at an arcade yeah yeah. That was... yeah no all the business happened at the arcade which... yeah i thought that was funny when he was like yeah and it became our office i was like man this guy's storytelling is so good i love this very segment i was not ready for a flashback i was no i was not ready for 
any of that and the <laughs> and the to- the cinematography totally changed and the light the lighting was different and it was all like neon and crazy and i was like and then the velociraptor like i didn't realize that they were all of a sudden at an amusement park so the velociraptor i was like what's going on i thought they were just in like a neighborhood where did you come from where did the dinosaurs what's happening here <laughs> oh man I can't. It's like oh, very what? convenient that everybody gets caught in that in that sequence, except for the one guy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so we can move the story forward. Yes. Where's everybody else? Of... Oh, they all got caught. Sorry. A lot of interesting stuff at the end with the dog. Yeah. So like, he meant uh, Robert Pattinson mentions he thinks he was a Great Dane in a previous life, so that's why dogs. A like weird him. fucking line. Yeah, a weird fucking line that very leads random. into a very weird scene, which is bad. Oh, uh, yeah. But then... I don't he... think they're framing it like you're supposed to be like, Yeah, dude, get her! <laughs> yeah, no. No, I think you're Thank supposed God. to not like it. But... Yeah, it, it, was, <laughs> it was... Oh, bad. God, it was uncomfortable. Still, just like, oh, no. But yeah, and then when he meets the dog, he is, like, shoving the clothes that he stole from the security guard being like smell your owner smell your owner okay we're good we're good because you're an old and blind dog and apparently it's rumored i don't think it's true but it was rumored that he was supposed to jerk off the dog Ah. there was a thing in the script (laughs) well i feel where like when khalif bursts into the door he says close the door (laughs) yeah like th- that uh, was a rumor funny. and the directors have come out and been like joke. no that's dumb that's <laughs> why w- why would you do that why why would we do that that's stupid red rocket red rocket exactly that's that was the rumor and robert pattinson was like i wouldn't want to do that because that's <laughs> yeah pretty gross just forget about it the only it's... thing you could really say if that comes out and when he was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that, PETA made a statement of, like, Robert Pattinson is our best friend because he would not jerk off a dog. It's like, well, okay, PETA. PETA probably would. Yeah, let's be honest. Not without their consent, I think was their statement. <laughs> oh. oh <that's laughs> which great. is I liked, strange. Uh, I liked how, which it, this was uh, unusual for me because I have had, I've had some dogs in my life. Um, and I didn't realize that if a dog knew your smell, then you know how it's trained perfectly. Uh, you know that dog, and you can sick them on anybody you want because that's your dog now because your coat smells good. <laughs> yeah, I guess he, he doesn't he... recognize the voice anymore. He, right, he was old and blind. Yeah, I forget about it. That's <laughs> and I was like, I did is think he that was pretty wild? Is he old and blind, or is he? Can he hold a, a man that's trying to escape? Which which one is it? We got to pick one movie. <laughs> I mean. His eyes look blind. Yeah, and he looked I pretty mangy. That he had the blind eyes. I didn't. So. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. My instinct was not to think that he was blind. He might have been, but I. I was just like, oh man, that dog's sick. It, now that you're saying it, like it makes sense. I just. Yeah. Didn't, I didn't mm. catch it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like to me, at least. And yeah, I did enjoy when he bites Ray. That was <laughs> the other moment of joy I had. I was like, yeah, get him. Yeah, but. And yeah, like of course it's not a hap- not exactly a happy ending because it's it's a happy ending for us. Christ, I oh, think it's I the like, happiest yeah, ending you could have. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. done. 
you're going to jail, buddy. We yeah, knew like, it was thank coming. God it's over. But like he gets caught, and then you watch Ray fall to his death. For yeah. a minute, I yeah. thought it was going to be just a switch. Like now Connie is gone, and now it's the Ray show. Yeah, yeah it was going to keep going. Yeah, I would. Oof, if it no, kept that would have been interesting. Be <laughs> I would have been like, no. That was an oh, ending I'm, t- I'm ending it. I'm turning it off. Yeah, I'm so tired. Please. <laughs> I'm so Please, stressed my heart out. Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I need a break. I need Vin Diesel. Oh. Yeah, I need like two cigarettes and a Disney movie. Please. <laughs> and a shot of Jack. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I as soon as they cut into um the shot of the apartment and there was a liquor cabinet, I was like, 10 bucks, he's going to go right for it. He's going to go right yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he's like, beeline right for it. I was like, yeah, man, spice up the scene. Let's get it moving. Let's well, see what ne- kind of situation we can get into here. Yeah. He never flat out says it, but Ray's an addict. Yeah. Like, I also thought that, uh, that, that speech from Robert Pattinson was kind of cool because it's kind of, he is smart he's always like yeah he's always got a plan and for a minute there you really run the risk of being like wow this guy's really like smart and he's got it together and then he gets unhinged in front of you yeah just enough for you to be like "Ah, that's just kidding that's right he just dyed his hair blonde for no reason (laughs) well i mean for disguises oh for disguise (laughs) they recognize him immediately as soon as they see him i feel like they're like that's the guy we got him <laughs> there was a i don't know i feel like i was really interested in what was going on at the hospital but they were only being very vague about what was going on there i was like why are there there are more prisoners there there's a lot of prisoners at this hospital yeah. what's right. going on here is there there's a floor think, full of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think there's like a specific ward for like people yeah. who get hurt in prison instead of like, and one old lady but they have one too many persons, so that guy's on a different floor, maybe. That's why there's only a cop outside that one room, but there's a floor full. Oh. <laughs> New York's weird, man. Yeah, man. I I agree. I think that can be the uh, summary <laughs> statement of this movie, <laughs> just like, consensus. New York crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. I have not been to the hospital. You know, not, uh, <laughs> That's the statement. I have not had a Sprite lately. <laughs> oh. Yeah, good old parking lot sprite. Oh dear, good old knocked out drinking acid. Pretty insane that they arrested that girl too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's didn't he just awful. say get out of here? And then oh no, now he's arresting her. Okay, yeah, forget about it. She wouldn't tell him why she was there. Yeah, that's suspicious. Mm, she, it was bad. <laughs> I was, very... I was like, I listen. I don't care the circumstances. Just get her out of here because I know she's not coming back. But she's gone. And that's what. <laughs> that's what Check I need. The box. Right. Yes. We gotta get. We're done. Close that. That just while I was watching this, I just wrote down like this is an A cab movie before like people started saying A cab. Yeah. The the other side of the street, man. Why did the cops come to the apartment? Had they had they figured it out? Had that guy sobered up? Because I feel he like went to the hospital doused in acid. That's probably like, why they made it like a, a day change when they yeah. traveled to the apartment. So that way you could probably justify that he wasn't tripping anymore. And he could have but I don't him. think it's enough time. Yeah, I don't it think so either. Bad. He <laughs> guzzled that shit, man. It, I think it was just like 
I think a neighbor just reported a disturbance because there was a lot of screaming yeah, at each I, other. I, that, that's and it. the dog yeah. so, so probable. Then there's this white guy barging Wasn't there the white guy the N-word? Like, didn't it show uh, one of the neighbors when they were leaving the apartment? Yeah, open yeah. the door, crash. Okay, yeah, so yeah. then they were probably like clued in. That's probably what yeah, it was. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just called on them. Or they yeah, uh, that, guy, that guy was definitely still tripping. <laughs> they were tracking Alice's stolen car, probably, too. Well, they didn't have her stolen car. They had oh, the... right. They had his. They had the other yeah. guys, yeah. Still a stolen car. Was that a nice car, by the way, or did he just have a nice apartment? I didn't well, it was like the a, car. Like a mall security car. Yeah. Like it's a, a theme park Oh, yeah. Security they car. just took the car from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. From mm. Mr. Six. <laughs> to, his, to his penthouse apartment. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Nuts. it was in, I think it was interesting to have all the credits go over the cross the room thing. Yeah. Like never uh transition to black until the very end. Yeah. Well, it was the payoff of him walking, I guess. I don't know. Him finally deciding to play the thing. Yeah, yeah to I'd... move on on his own, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was interesting for and like the time he moves are like when have you lied or whatever yeah like how many of you have problems with a family member what was the thing he finally moved on it was either lied or family member uh, i was just so distracted by the like tom waits song yeah i was like really glad i had the subtitles on because they were going back and forth between the song and what was happening mm-hmm. in the scene yeah. and i was like i really don't care about the song if we could turn that turn that down <laughs> just yeah. a smidge a lot excuse, excuse me mr pop uh one moment this is interesting he's, and he's they zoomed the camera out just a little bit he's just like in the middle of the corner of the room just like <laughs> playing away and the, the lady's trying to run the class just like uh excuse excuse me sir you're in the wrong room could you yeah, you're not you're not one of my students <laughs> sir you're not scheduled today uh yeah so that was yeah that was really good i think that was uh it was a lot going on but i feel like they also had a lot of things to close at the end mm-hmm. so i didn't expect it to uh close as neatly yeah i felt yeah. like it was going to go a little bit longer but i didn't know where I was like, oh, and we're picking back up with the brother again. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I thought I, we were going to fade to some kind of just like unsatisfying conclusion. Um, yeah. yeah the only other sure movie by them I've seen is Uncut Gems, and uh, that does not end as neatly. <laughs> Spoil it. No. Let's hear it. No, it's... <laughs> well, that's oh, what, when the uh, whole, what's it called, the bail bond scene where they're yelling at each other i'm like man they do love buzzer doors huh they always have to buzz you in wow yeah no i'm just gonna be thinking about that final scene from uncut gems and like (laughs) not be able to sleep tonight um yeah no i Uh, that's not how i expected that one to end either yeah i thought that it was gonna end with just like robert pattinson on the run i didn't think they were actually gonna get him yeah I did not expect cops to be on the ground. That was one thing that I thought was like not super satisfying was that we had to watch him get tackled through the perspective of Ray. I liked the overhead shot. Yeah. Like I can understand why you would want an up close and like so you can hear him and have a more visceral thing, but I don't I think taking us away from it is interesting cuz like 
we've kind of are always been just like right on the outside of it. Yeah. I feel like keeping it right, keeping the, the, the pacing of the movie right and where the action is, it definitely fit that moment to just stay with Ray. Cause all the, he was on the phone with his, with his bro, like talking about all of this stuff. And so it was very, very hectic upstairs. I think that was a great shot. I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that, but I definitely, I feel like there was like a parallel between that and like, the cops TV show. And I was like, Oh yeah, I feel like this is a callback. Cause they're using this, this angle that they usually use on the show. Right. Like the helicopter mm-hmm. view or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I'm also, man, right. I haven't watched cops in forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't it, didn't cops end this year? I think it ended think recently. So. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some sort of, there was a lot of people that got tackled in this movie. And I thought that they were going to call back to when the lady got tackled on cops and got like stabbed and that never happened. I thought that that, that might've been an occurrence. There was a lot of tackling going on. I was like, Oh, that guy had glass. Is he going to get stabbed? <laughs> when I thought right before like the reveal that it was Ray, I was like, Oh my God, is it his brother? And he, did he just stab him with the glass? We just saw that. I was like, is that what happened for real? And then it was right. totally different. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the weirdest, or at least one of the weirdest moments for me is like when he was sitting there with the girl watching cops and then that scene transpired of the cops and the, the lady, the lady yeah, with the knife. Mm. And then he was the one to deliver the line of like, oh, I don't want to see how they justify this. I, I, I don't know. I just like, I thought that it was very weird for him to be the voice of that one coherent thought. Yeah. Yeah. After after I, everything. I yeah. think it was a way to I don't know. I think it was a way to like make him more than just like to make him anti cop in a way that's more than just like he's a criminal so he doesn't like them. Yeah. He like it has was a little unsuccessful more successful in that for me. I think yeah. for me I, it I'm was not like, saying it's a successful line, but like that's what I thought. It was like she's portrayed this lady that gets like they tackle and she's she's having like a mental episode and i think he like sympathizes with that just because his brother is like handicapped mentally so i think he probably like sees some sort of sympathy in like this like psychotic episode that this lady's going through and the fact that she's just like they're gonna like go through the motions and just be like oh this couldn't be avoided blah 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 so i think that was my take on it so i think it had the had that vibe for me but yeah, it was definitely like <laughs> shocking to hear that from him in that moment, especially preceding what he then perce- what would come next. Okay, yeah, sure, great, sir. Yeah, bad. Oh, good choices. Fantastic. Uh, what a character. Bad His man. Escape bad from man. the hospital. Yeah. I think seemed a little crazy. Also, I was like, why is he? I love that it, he kept looking at the guy sitting at the desk that, as he was getting on like the the van. And he just kept like looking down. I was like, "Is he gonna look? Is he gonna look? Is he gonna look? Will he know? Will, Will he, he know?" Not yet. And there wasn't even anything like after they drove away. Nobody came I, out the door. I didn't realize that you needed to make like reservations for that. And then when they got to the end of the ride, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I totally called." I was like, "Man, how smooth are you? Wow, thinking <laughs> right in the moment, moving." Yeah, yeah he's in a lot beat. of his stuff is just like, "How do I manipulate this?" Yeah, he's easy improv. So like, manipulative. I swear, yeah. I did. It's ridiculous. But I guess as the bus driver, what's your alternative? You're gonna yeah. Be like, uh, well, I'll t- I'm taking you back. Yeah. He's probably well, not going to be like, oh, this is like a criminal act that's happening and I should intervene. Yeah. 
And it's like I said earlier, it's like the goodness of people, him being like, all right, it's a couple blocks away. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anything else? Or do we want to move on to the criteria? Let's hear some criteria. I don't know. I got nothing. I mean, I I feel like we could dissect every moment. There was a lot of stuff that was going on (laughs) in that movie, man. I think we covered pretty much everything that needs to be covered. Uh, Yeah. Aside from uh, there was a moment where Robert Pattinson sat on the bed with his shoes on and I was disgusted. I was not happy about that, too. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would ever do that. That's just not good. But that'll get your sheets all dirty. And that's that, was where the, you that was the point that I decided that he was a bad person. <laughs> it was a bad egg. A borderline, like, when I'm watching a movie and someone comes in the house and they're still wearing their shoes, I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on there? Don't they have a mat or something? If it's in a house, then I'm okay with it. But, like, if they're laying on a couch or, like, laying on a bed and their f- yeah. shoes are still on, then no. Yeah. Sleep with outside dirt. And I guess he's like a very uh bad man. Very bad man, so he's on the run a lot, so he probably is prone to not taking his shoes off often. So that way he doesn't get caught with his shoes off, literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was <laughs> gotta invest in some slides or some Yeah, some crocs. <laughs> Put it in four wheel drive mode when you're getting chased by yeah. the, the cops. Croc cops. getting chased by the cops, you hear him squeaking the whole time. <laughs> He's got the little pins on the on the toes for like his time that he's done in prison. Oh, they have a Sprite they have bottle. an official name for those little like things. Oh, I forget what they, what they are. A uh, podcast I enjoy three them. Gibbets. They're called gibbets. Gibbets. The Fantastic. little thing. Uh, yeah. The mating call of the croc. A gibbet. Yep. Gibbet. <laughs> Okay, well, that's like something a crazy Florida guy would say, like near the mouth of a croc. I feel like. I mean, that's oh, just a croc. <laughs> Crocs are like the crazy Florida shoe. Is that true? Do they come from Florida? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would be shocked. Well, Gator World is in Florida, but uh, where they seem we're pretty suburban, though. <laughs> they do yeah. indeed. Uh, Crocs. The company's headquarters is in Niwot, Colorado. Oh, you know what? That so, does it does feel very Colorado. Well, pretty far away that. from Florida. I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Just about as far as you can get from Florida without being yeah. I don't know about Canadian. That. Without being at the edge. It's just about yeah. Washington. I was then, gonna say like Washington State probably. And then anyway, above that sketch Uh I think it's about time we move on to our criteria, which we do every week to compare this movie to Vin Diesel's The Pacifier. Oh, yes. First off, how's the music? How's the soundtrack? How's the music? I like it. Tense. Very tense. Biting my nails. Well, not a little bit, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I I really, everything made sense. Everything fit. Uh, And then we got to that weird tom Waits style song that just did not hit for me at all i was like what's going what's going on here but you clearly want me to listen to what's going on this yeah. dialogue is very important to closing up the story but you're also blasting the song in my ears yeah which is also important to the story kind of. <laughs> it's an unfortunate like dip in something that's consistently very great yeah, yeah. i feel like they could have 
just spaced it out a little bit more and just put the song in the credits. I feel like they wanted right. people to listen to the song like they really wanted it. And so they were like, well, we got to put it in when the screen time stuff is happening. Otherwise, people aren't going to listen to it. Hmm. So. And uh, for the sake of posterity, I will say I I think you could make an argument that it wasn't a song. Yeah, it, it was uh, very loosely <laughs> lyrics set to music. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, That's a song. Artistically inspired. Right. I would say. Uh, where does the main actor land on the dieselometer, which is a comparison of the performance to Vin Diesel performances on screen and off? I think we could all agree the main actor is Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. unless someone's uh, <laughs> argument was the main actor is uh, the feeling of adrenaline. Oh, that but, did take a front seat. But yeah, no, Robert Pattinson. Uh, what do you guys think? I had trouble with this one. Um, because Vin Diesel, I don't know whether it's a character or it's like a contract rider. Or it's mm-hmm. just, uh, he hasn't really done one yet. He hasn't really played a character that is just bad. Like, it's usually bad, but he's doing something else. Like he's, like, Vin bad Diesel's... for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's an action hero, so it's, like, okay. Um, but if you say that the main actor could also be the feeling of adrenaline... <laughs> then he's I every single... Yeah, then I could give it to uh, several Vin Diesel performances. I gave it to... There's a whole thing about the start of Vin Diesel's career as an actor. As a kid, he broke into a theater and and was vandalizing it and the director found him and was like, be in this show. And I said that Robert Pattinson, this was... A road that Vin Diesel breaking into the theater could have headed down. <laughs> he could <laughs> have headed down a life ended. of crime. Thankfully, he didn't. But this is like an hey, alternate universe version man. of that. <laughs> could you imagine if this was played by Vin Diesel? This would be a much more threatening movie. Be a yeah. lot more punching. Oh <laughs> wow! I think he would have been more successful. Warpath. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Much more dangerous. <laughs> I feel like it would have been less stressful, too. Yeah, because you're like, well, we know that Vin Diesel's going to win. Come on. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing in his contract where he can't lose. It's his it's his bald head that keeps his power strong. <laughs> the hair dye scene would have been weird. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. He's just sitting there watching cops and the girl's like, why'd you just rub peroxide on your head? Yeah. It's good for the pores. Do you have a, a dieselometer ranking, Matt? Um, I am not well versed in diesel films, and so I was going to say Vin Diesel in one of the Fast and Furious movies because I have not seen them. And from okay. my understanding, the Fast and Furious is about criminal car drivers, and there was some car driving, and there was a lot of criminal in this movie. <laughs> and so yeah. that was that was what I got for it. But I think uh, I think <laughs> Adrenaline would probably be like Triple X or something, huh? If, it, if that were the main I almost said the first one of the series because that's like the longest time it takes him before he like makes a good decision yeah 
Yeah, because, like, early Fast and Furious is more these are criminals, and later ones are just, like, they're doing whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, we like They're, like, spies now. now. 15 movies. They're, like, movies. super spies, heroes. Yeah. The spinoff uh, cartoon is about spies, isn't it? Hold isn't it, like, Fast cartoon. and Furious Spy Racers? Or I don't Netflix? know about the cartoon. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch that. That's where I'm starting. <laughs> I think it's called Spy Racers. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Fast yeah, it and is. Furious Spy Racers. It's currently on Netflix. How many? There are three seasons. Wow! Damn. These Netflix cartoons like will just start, and then suddenly they're like, "And now we've already have five whole seasons." And it's like you've been around for a month. How did you pump it out? The end. We're done. We're never making any more ever again. You liked (laughs) it too bad. That's enough. This cost us $20 and four lunch breaks. Did I like this as a kid, or would I have liked it as a kid? No. I would have probably been confused. What's happening the whole time? I think, like, yeah. Why are we watching a movie about a bad guy? (laughs) This is a movie that I feel like you have to appreciate. (laughs) And as a child, I I was not capable. You have to have that artistic... uh, appreciation for the cinematography and the storytelling yeah. and the, the <laughs> situations and <laughs> oh, this is not not good for children no not not at all no way uh the main character of fast and furious spy racers is tony toretto dominic toretto's younger cousin sure he aspires to be a legend just like him don't we all though <laughs> What has the director gone on to do? This was directed by the Safdie brothers, as we have mentioned more than once. After this, they went on to make Uncut Gems, a movie that I think Adam Sandler deserved an Oscar nomination for. Do you think this was better or worse than uh, that one? I think I like Uncut Gems a little more because I knew a little more what I was getting into. Yeah. I think yeah, I think gems is a little better too. And they you they have more under they under their belt, you know. Yeah, would you say it's more um, polished in that one? Yeah, yeah. There's also more moments of. I mean, I don't know. It's still really like two hours of feeling <laughs> mm-hmm. anxious, but there are a couple of moments where like somebody says a joke, you know. Uh, Anka Gems is the last feature they've directed so far. They've done some music videos. They've done some shorts. Before this, they did a movie called Daddy Long Legs in 2009. Any relation to the uh, off-Broadway musical? No. A father juggling his kids with the rest of his responsibilities is faced with the choice of being their father or their friend. <laughs> the choice of being their father or a very large spider. It sounds extremely different than this. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's not a directing thing, but Benny, uh, the guy who played Nick in this, has been cast in the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series for Disney+. Plus, Playing the is... same character, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, who it's uh, one universe, actually. Yeah. They're connecting it. New York City. <laughs> is there anything as memorable in this movie as the Peter Panda dance from The Pacifier? Probably not. Maybe that acid trip sequence, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah, I said no. (laughs) I think the style of filmmaking. Okay. The movie as a whole. Yeah, sure. 
I get that. That makes sense. Who is the memorable, possibly insane, Brad Garrett, Carol Kane style (laughs) side character in this film? I feel like every character was that character. (laughs) The whole entire movie was full of those characters. Yeah. I liked Alice. I gave it to Alice or Annie, the the older woman. That's what I think I want to give it to. Just because her entrance was just like absolute chaos on the other side of the door. And she's just like swearing up a storm going nuts. Mm. And she was like, yeah, you can stay here forever. I was like, what? What's going on? What's and then she's gone. She went upstairs to bed, maybe. Yeah. She took maybe she was still asleep. (laughs) She did. Uh. I was kind of on maybe Roy, but I think the most consistent is that dog. The dog was consistent. He was a dog the whole time. That's a good point. I did like him. Does he have any other roles? (laughs) Has he been in anything else? He's played by like four dogs. (laughs) Ah, Fooled again. One is named Mufasa, I think. Nice. Any of them like Air Bud alums? No. (laughs) I... Were there other dogs in Airbud besides Airbud, not counting the Buddies movies? Uh, no, there was like sixteen of them. Well, yeah, but like besides the character Airbud, were they ever like? And here's Airbud's friend, a pit bull. Maybe. It's been a while. I don't know. I only remember the first one. Oh, you don't remember yeah. Treasure Buddies? I remember. No, I like I know of the Buddies. I remember. Like the plot of Air Bud One, but I don't remember the plot of any of the other ones where he played other sports. Yeah, no, like that's I, a bad town to be a kid who likes playing sports in, though. The dog wins. The dog I, wins damn, time. I just barely remember the titles because they were like, just as a kid, the first time you realize something's a pun, you're like, ah, seventh inning fetch, golden receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And last but not least, is there anything in this movie that's as batshit insane as the Sound of Music subplot from The Pacifier, which, in case you don't remember, is the subplot that comes in uh, about halfway through the movie, in which Seth, one of the boys Vin Diesel is watching, is skipping wrestling practice, has bleach blonde hair, and is found with a Nazi armband in his locker. The principal, of course, calls Vin Diesel in and is like, hey... Kid might be a Nazi, and instead of saying, I'm not a Nazi, Seth just runs away to have Vin Diesel follow him and find out he's no Nazi. He's just playing Rolf in a community theater production of The Sound of Music with a 40-year-old Liesel that Vin Diesel will later go on to direct and cast Brad Garrett. Uh, I think putting on the security guard's jacket and driving to his house. Okay, um... That's understandable. What did I have? I think the dumping, I think the force feeding or force drinking, I guess, the acid into the security guard. Like, that's horrifying, and I hate that it happens. Pretty metal. (laughs) Metal's a way to say it. (laughs) The whole movie is pretty metal, man. I can get behind Uh... that. I don't even I don't even know. It's like the whole thing for me. Jeez. <laughs> they didn't even stop the whole time. Um Yeah, I'm going to say just like yeah, going to the the guy's apartment was crazy. 
That was that was unexpected. All right, and do we have a ranking and rating for this movie? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three acid sprite bottles. It's uh, I think it's like even. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I. It's this is another one where it's very very different. Obviously, that's the whole shtick, I guess. But mm-hmm. like, it's not. It's not that it's a worse movie. It's just it's a different. It's like I appreciate it. Right. I think they did something cool here. Mm. I just don't know if I can make it better. Yeah, that's understandable. I gave it six. I initially wrote Sprite bottles, but now I'm going to say six stolen bottles of Disney Park shampoo out of seven. It <laughs> is a fantastic movie. It's incredibly well made. It's incredibly well plotted, but. I'm giving it to the pacifier because I don't mind. I like rewatching the pacifier. I want to rewatch the pacifier on occasion. Yeah. And this, I never want to rewatch again. (laughs) The fact that you have rewatched it once is uh, a test. More than once. More than (laughs) once. Is enough. (laughs) Too much, too much times. I think that I am going to have to give it um, uh, four out of five escapee wheelchairs. Uh, just because it was it was a great movie, I don't want to watch it again because the content was very uh, riveting. Let's say, but uh, yeah, I loved getting a glimpse into like the life of a person like that. Like, I would have been interested to see what like the rest of his life looked like before that, like what he was doing that led up to that point, because that's really interesting to me. Because the rabbit hole was just like, I don't know. Just, just very interesting watching him make all these horrible decisions one after another. Like it was like right. seamless. Mm-hmm. Like he had it programmed. It's crazy. And yeah, that's our discussion on Good Time. And now for next week's episode, Matt has our movie, and he yes. is going to give us some hints, and we're going to try to figure out what it is. It's time to play the coming attractions game. Ooh, coming attractions. Yeah, that's yeah we should <laughs> think about a little musical jingle for it or something. <laughs> um, Crowdsource it. So what's the, what's the deal here? How how vague should I be with this? Are you guys super well versed in movies and you're gonna you're gonna snag this if I get uh, it's up to you. Usually and it Connor depends. is very good and I am very bad. <laughs> it All right. depends. What movie could you find? Giant spiders, exploding billiard balls, exploding what? Billiard balls, and presidential doppelgangers. Is giant spiders like a huge part of it? Um, the spiders are a huge part, but the giant—I guess it's like a like a theme. There's a spider theme that's kind of going on. Is it in the title? Nope. It's at the... There's a pretty pivotal... It's basically like the third act of the movie revolves around a giant spider. So pretty pretty action movie. Movie-y. Movie-y. Hey. Is it a real spider? No. Okay. Alright. How does... I feel like you guys just said nonsense. Nobody We've should talked do that. about... <laughs> 
We've talked about this movie and its spider thing before on this show, I believe. Oh, really? This is the 51st time we've played this game, Connor. I know. <laughs> That's a lot of spider movies. Is there a kick-ass theme song that goes with this movie? Um, What do you define as theme song? There's a there's a, a pretty... song that uses its title that its star sings. Yes. Yeah. Possibly raps to a hip beat that's sampled from a Stevie Wonder song. I think. I do believe so. Yes. This is all off the top of my head. It's Rough my Rider. Favorites. No, you don't want nada. None of this. <laughs> Man, I definitely know that I should know at this point. Uh, the villain is uh, he have no legs, correct? Yeah. Oh my god, it's fucking um, Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> I, I was gonna pick something a little bit wackier, but I think this is this is a definite I, well, change well, for what we watched this wacky. week. I got really stuck on the exploding billiard balls, and all I could think of was escape room. <laughs> you said the spider thing, and I was like, ah, David Schwimmer's eight-legged, or not David Schwimmer? Uh, what's his face? Um, David Arquette's yeah. eight-legged freaks. Yeah. A movie I've never seen, but there's just was... a giant spider on the poster. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping I would throw you off. There's a lot of spiders in movies, but... <laughs> I think about the whole robot spider thing a lot, and we have told the story about it on this show before. It's fantastic. Because it was supposed to be in a Superman movie, blah blah blah. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Not tomorrow, <laughs> we're not recording tomorrow, uh, next week. <laughs> we're going to be sending out a lot of spider content tomorrow. Spidey content. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> on April, whatever day you're getting this on, that Wednesday, it's going to be Spider Tastic. Spider Central. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, da, da, Wild Wild West is apparently streaming on HBO Max. If you want to watch along with us, wonderful. You should. It's fantastic. Yep. Should uh, buy a DVD. People do that. <laughs> Maybe. People still do that these days. Think about buying. A DVD. I just Maybe did today. Do yeah, I, I, I buy. I bought a Blu-ray uh, of Barb and Star oh. Go to Vista Del Mar. Oh. Because I, I wanted to buy something, and that movie made me laugh. I rented The Pacifier this morning. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where can people find you online? Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, uh, just a couple things. Uh, if you have a cell phone, make sure you plug that in before you go to bed at night. Or just plug it in at all times because the battery don't work. Have it, yeah, have it plugged in. That's good for it. If you keep food in the fridge, keep that plugged in. Um, I don't have any other plugs. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right. And I've thank you mad. for coming on, of course. Thanks for having me. It's been a good time. Ha! That, that just that was an accident. I didn't mean for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and as for us, you can follow us anywhere at No Highway Pod. Uh, that's on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the No Highway Option YouTube channel. Go ahead. Ah, what's funny about this is uh, this is actually before I was like, hey, Matt, do you want to come on the show? The last Facebook Messenger conversation we had <laughs> I didn't was about... This. This same topic that we're going to rip into right here, um, there 
once was this restaurant in Amherst, Massachusetts, called the Rafters Bar and Grill. It has since closed, uh, but not from Connor's heart. Um, and we're just really desperately trying to get in touch with the old owners of that establishment because they used to make this one chicken wing sauce called the Yukon Gold Sauce. And uh, we're hoping that somebody out there knows them. Somebody out there can get us in touch so we can recreate that sauce live in a video. So give us a shout. Use our, uh, use our Highway Patrol tip line. I'm so glad you plugged that. Yes. I, hope, I really hope they reach out. Yes, you can call the Highway Patrol tip line at 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE if you're better at remembering words than you are with numbers. And just leave us a message uh, about whatever you want. Do you want to leave a message about Wild Wild West and have it be inserted into the show? Do you want to leave a message of you rapping the entire Wild Wild West theme song? Uh, did you like Good Time and think that we were too dismissive of it? Do you want to just yell at us about whatever? Yeah, give us a call. Let us know. And also, so this is coming out around the one year mark. Um, we posted our first episode in May of 2020. So we're going to be doing a little bit of an awards type thing episode we think and we want your votes uh on our social medias we're gonna have a google form sheet and you can vote for things and we'll talk about them on a bonus like your favorite movie your favorite guests your favorite episodes uh your favorite bonuses we'll think of some other awards and we're we'll have some fun with it yeah there'll be there'll be all kinds of stuff by the time you get this yeah (laughs) no maybe your favorite chicken plug there's 51 main episodes to go through, so I hope you've been watching along or listening to all of them. And, of course, I forgot to change my background for it, but thank you to Ian C. Weber for composing our theme song. This week, the C stands for Connie, because men can have that name. I really, I played the gamble, I... I did not know that you were going to have a relative named Connie. My godfather. He's not <laughs> blood related to me. He's just shocking. a friend of my dad. What a shocking connection. <laughs> I would shout him out, but I highly doubt he listens. I'm going to give him a shout out. Shout out to Connie. Um, I know you're listening because I'm on the podcast this week. And yeah, tune we in next week for <laughs> Wild Wild West with another special guest. But for now, for what for But for now, for no highway. And I've been mad. And as always, these have been our opinions. If you didn't agree with them, that's too bad because it's our way. The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith. 
and produced by Connor.